0: my name is natalie hansford and i am your host of leader in red guys i am so excited i am sitting here and i'm recording my introduction this has been a goal of mine for a long time now and i have just been giving myself all the excuses that i can think of as to why i should put this off and i'm so glad that i'm finally sitting here and just doing it I was actually at a training session a couple weeks ago and it just came to me that when I was explaining and speaking about motivation and motivating others and how to lead, people were actually listening to me and actually giving a shit and I was like, I have a voice and I need to share this. It shouldn't be with a group of 10 or 20 people with the training session that I currently have. It should be with a much larger audience because in reality, everyone leads. It doesn't matter whether it is in a professional setting or maybe you're a mother of five kids or you're a coach of a hockey team. It doesn't matter. Everyone is leading in one way or another. And I really just want that podcast, this podcast, sorry, to be about that. I want it to be real. I want it to not have any hold back and whenever I have an idea or a thought or a comment, I just want to share it and I want to make sure that this is going to be something like that. So I just wanted to dive right in and explain to you a little bit about the topics that I'm going to be starting on, what I'm going to be discussing, how it's all going to work and I mean, I am not an expert. I've been doing this for about two minutes and three seconds. So it's going to be a trial and error for me as well. So please, if you have any comments or constructive criticism, share it my way. I'm always open to doing better and this is something new for me. So I'm definitely stepping out of my comfort zone, although I have been speaking for a long time now. This is just a little bit new to me. I don't know how I'm going to feel about listening to my recording and <laughs> listening to my voice over and over again while I'm editing, but I guess we'll see how that goes. So I just wanted to discuss a little bit about the topic, so let me get back on track here. Professional relations is something that I feel a lot of people deal with. I think a lot of people in the younger generation are scared, so I just really want to get them ready for the workforce and what's to come with that. Um, the next one is a place for leaders to find inspiration and how you can learn to impact those you work with every day you're meeting someone it doesn't matter whether it's a client or a prospect or an employee or co-worker it does not matter one way or another you're interacting with others and whether you think so or not what you do impacts those around you so being sure to keep your own motivation while motivating others is something that's truly important to myself so I thought again why not share all my knowledge so maybe I'll just tell you a little bit about my background tell you who I am what I'm doing where I am in my life and maybe that will give you a little bit more insight as to why I'm even doing this in the first place so again my name is Natalie Hansford I am from Canada Ontario And I've been living here my entire life. I am still in my 20s, and I am in the HR role. So I'm a director of HR services at a company um, in one of the bigger cities in my province. And I've been doing it for about four years now. And I know a lot of you are gonna be like, okay, you're still a child, four years, what are you doing? (laughs) But honestly, I've learned so much in those four years, and it's truly impacting how much I have learned and I still shock myself to this day of how fast I've grown. And honestly, that's another reason why I was so inspired to share that journey with everyone because having a mentality at that young of an age changes your perspective on life and it truly just changes the motivation that you have when you wake up every morning in the day. Um, I also feel it's not really about the years of experience. It's about the knowledge that you have and if you are willing to share it. A lot of people have so much knowledge and they're just, they're scared of what others think or they just don't want to share it all because they want to succeed better than others. And if that's you, that's totally fine. We all have our own way of getting through life. But for me, it's a little bit different. I definitely want to share that with you guys. Um, I did start an Instagram page called Leader in Red podcast. So if you haven't already given me a follow, go over there and um, follow my page. I'm going to be having a lot of updates regarding my podcast and the new episodes that I come out with. So feel free to give me a follow on there so you can stay up to date. Okay, and we'll just get right into it. So the one of the first topics I did want to talk about is common definitions in the workforce right now that I feel are being misused. And if you use these in common terms, please don't be upset, but I just personally just don't agree with it. And I actually try to look up the definition of coach online, and I also don't agree with it. So I'm just going to wing it and give you a little bit of my perspective. So The first one I want to talk about is manager. Everyone uses the term manager so different that the word is just very confusing. The word manager to me should mean a leader. And in general terms, usually that's what it means. But a lot of people have been using it more of a hierarchy scheme. And that really upsets me because I feel that there shouldn't ever be a hierarchy scheme In common day talk every day Monday to Friday you shouldn't be talking about my manager this my manager that I think it's so intimidating and misused that the word means nothing nowadays so I really enjoy just using the term coach instead and that's actually the definition I tried to look up and it just basically said someone that's teaching someone okay thank you dictionary.com I really enjoyed that definition Um, But I do have a different management style and the reason why I mention that is because it does have a huge impact on everything I'm going to be saying throughout this entire podcast because I do have a different perspective as what a manager should be like and maybe that's the reason why I don't enjoy the word too much because it is misused I find a lot of people who use that management role and stick it on their chest are the ones that are really making their employees feel intimidated and unsafe, and I don't agree with that whatsoever. I am the type of leader that really enjoys to lift up their employees as much as I can, and I will fight tooth and nail for them until I can't anymore, and I will fight for them before I fight for myself. And I think that just shows more of the coach mentality. And that's why I really like to use the word coach is because a coach is used in different terms. And I really think that it doesn't matter what team you're leading, you're a coach, you're coaching them to succeed. Because at the end of the day, if you're gone, you want to make sure the game is still playing. It's the same concept at work. If you leave or go on vacation or retire or whatever you got to do, go to Florida for a month, enjoy yourself. You want to know that when you're leaving, your team is still executing the same way that they would be if you were there. And that's one of the things I truly strive for on a daily basis. The next word is owner. (laughs) And all the owners out there are going to send me all the DM threats in the world after I say this. But a lot of people, owners, think they can just rule the world because they have that title. And rightfully so. You did everything you could to put yourself in that position. And obviously people enjoy that because they work for you. But don't take that title and use it to intimidate people or use it to change their priorities on a daily basis or use it as a disadvantage for them. And I only say that because it happens a lot in the workforce. A lot of the times an employee will have a priority list that they have been working on for the past two weeks and an owner will walk by and say, no, you have to do this. And it happens a lot in the workforce. I see it at my current position and I've seen it at my past positions as well. A lot of people just think because they're the owner, they're intimidating, you got to get whatever they're saying done because they're paying your paycheck. And at the end of the day, is that right? Morally? I don't think so. Um, Money-wise? Absolutely. (laughs) But I just wanted to kind of display that as well. My next one is leader and this is on a more positive note because the people that use the word leader are your true leaders. Hence my podcast title. (laughs) Um, But I just really enjoy when people are truly trying to inspire their workforce. Motivation is one of the hardest things to control within your workforce. And anyone who says it's easy doesn't motivate their workforce. If you haven't noticed, there's a new generation coming into the workforce. And I'm part of that generation. So if you need any questions regarding us crazy millennials, I can answer it for you. But we're not motivated on money. Well, I mean, I would say it probably pays like a 50-50 part, but... We don't just want money and money is not going to make me motivated at the end of the day. And I'm sure I'm speaking from a big group of people and I'm sure there's the other half of the group saying, no, I actually want money. Natalie, can you just stop telling people that I don't want money? But it's true. It's about 50 50 and the average person does want to get paid fair. There's a difference between paying underpaying them or paying them fair. And I think everyone should get paid fair. And if your staff is not getting paid fair, speak up for them. That's why you're their leader. That's why you're their coach. And that's why you're in that position. If they're working their ass off and they're not getting any, any thought in the mind as to when they're going to get a raise, or if that's even in the back of the thought of the management team, then you need to spark that fire and you need to let them know what's going on because you are their voice. So on another note, um, yeah, they're not just encouraged by money. And motivating them is so hard. A couple of things that I really enjoy doing is spending time with them. Sitting down with them and having a cup of coffee. How was your weekend? And actually caring about the answer. I'm so guilty for this sometimes and I truly have been trying to work on it. But how often do people say, hey, how are you and not care what the answer is? I have done it so many times and I've caught myself being like, wait, why am I asking how how are they when I'm walking away before they even answer me? And it's so silly. And I don't know why we even use that as a hello gesture, because it really just doesn't make sense. But actually asking them, how are you and caring what they have to say is truly going to make it next level. Spending time with them Having a cup of coffee or whatever the case may be sitting down with them five minutes a day or not even Once a week at least and you could truly see the impact a lot of people just want to know that you care about them and Doing such things like that can truly impact them in one way or another the next one is understanding their strengths and making them use their strengths and understanding their weaknesses and trying to eliminate that. And I know that's a huge, huge, huge topic, but I really think it's simple. I think that a lot of people have strengths and a lot of people have weaknesses. And the strengths, you need to understand what their strengths are and give them the projects that align with those strengths. If you notice that there's a weakness that is in their day-to-day job, that is a different story. But if you notice a weakness that is something that you can eliminate from the job, or maybe you can intertwine some technology or a process that's going to eliminate that weakness, then go for it. That is going to make them so much more motivated to see that you're actually using them to their full advantage and getting rid of something tedious that maybe they didn't enjoy in the first place. No one likes their weaknesses. (laughs) So if you can eliminate that, that will motivate them. But with that being said, if you can find something to make their day better, it's worth the while and the investment. And that's another topic I guess I can slide in here is investment. The word investment is used like a cash transaction, but it doesn't necessarily need to mean money. It could always mean time spent and time appreciated. A lot of people just like encouragement and understanding what encourages them and motivates them. When I first meet any of my staff members, I ask them a lot of personality questions because I like to align the personality with the culture but I also want to make sure that they're going to fit with my personality. And why I say that is because at the end of the day, if my management style doesn't work for them, they're not going to succeed. And I never want to put someone in a position where they're not going to succeed. That is one of my worst fears is putting someone in a position and them not being able to have any of the resources to complete the job. And one of them is being able to fit with my management style. I'm not a micromanager and I'm never going to be. And that's why when I recruit for teammates, I ensure that they are going to fit with my personality and my management style. The next one I wanna talk about is having positive morale. And this can be so many different things. And I'm sure I'll do an entire podcast on positive morale. But just as an introduction podcast, I'll just shed a couple examples that would be positive morale. Positive morale is making sure that everyone in that working environment has a positive attitude. If you have one bad apple, the rest of the apples are going bad. And that is very true to its fact. The second you have someone that is sleeping on the job or even complaining every day about what they do. It's going to ruin it for the rest of the staff. You have to make sure that every person that's on your team has the same positivity that you wish to acquire within your your team. And that's as simple as that. The second that you have someone with a little bit of negativity, and I mean, everyone has their bad days. No one's going to come to work being happy, happy every day. We're all human. We're all going to have those bad days. I'm talking about the bad apples that are sitting there every day at their desk. And complaining about everything that they're doing. Maybe it isn't for them if that's the answer. But with that being said, there's a lot of people that really truly want to give you that positivity every day. I have some staff members that when I see them being happy, it truly just makes me happy and wants me to do better for them. And when you have those people on your team, it pumps you up just as much as you pump them up. And it's just a cycle. So the second you have someone stopping that cycle, you pause everything and you're on the wrong track. The next one I want to talk about is including people in processes. This is huge for motivation. Giving someone a project and letting them finish it themselves means everything to some people. Some people don't enjoy it and some people take it and run with it. But sometimes it's not necessarily just giving them a project, it's involving them in something that you're also doing. The reason why, or one of the reasons why they're working with you is because they enjoy you. I hope so at least. I personally wouldn't be with a leader that I don't enjoy. Some people do it, but that's okay. But they're with you because they want to work with you. They want you to see them succeed. So why not give them the opportunity to show, for them to show you that they can succeed adding them into a project that you're doing or getting their opinion on something can mean the absolute world to them. So that's something that I really truly strive for and I think everyone should intertwine in their daily activities. And even if it's just getting their idea on something you've already completed or ask them a question. A lot of the times when there's in-house questions from clients, I always ask my team what they think they would do and then we go over what I ended up doing. That way they can think, They can try and understand what I am doing, and they're also learning. And the next one I want to talk about is communication. This is a huge, huge topic, and I will probably be doing an entire podcast on this, but communication is one of the first steps to motivating your staff. Ensuring that you are having face-to-face interaction with your staff is very important. And in this day and age, it's a challenging topic. A lot of people text or they call or they're on social media or they'll just be taking a phone call in the middle of your conversation and there's no worse feeling. I have been in the situation when I've been talking to someone that I look up to and they pick up the phone and nothing hurts more than that. And they understand that and they take that with them so the second you do that to someone that's on your team you're only demotivating them so one of the first things i always recommend is making eye contact when you're speaking to your staff actually look at them again this goes with one of the first things i said when they answer the questions that you're asking actually listen there's been so many situations where people have asked me how my weekend is and then start to text someone. And I'm like, do you want to hear what I'm saying? Like, do you actually care what, how my weekend went? And I take that with me and I walk away and I say, okay, they actually didn't give a shit about what I was saying. And nothing truly hurts more. So again, actually caring what people have to say. When you listen to what people have to say, that's what builds the trust. And trust is one another thing that's very important, but when you communicate and you're actually listening to your staff, that is when the certain topics will come up such as issues that may have arose or things that are bothering them or maybe a little bit of career growth or maybe you're gonna learn about something that's happening in their personal life that may take advantage of, um, or sorry, that may impact them within their career. And this is something that's truly, truly important only because if they are having a bad week or a bad day or whatever the case may be. And if that five-minute conversation is going to release that tension, I think that's super important. So I did slightly touch upon it, but I did want to kind of build on the topic of building trust and self-confidence. Trust is such an important thing when motivating your staff because if they don't trust you, you don't have anything. If they can't rely on you to get anything done, they're not going to come to you for anything. And that's when you're going to lose a lot of the motivation is through the trust. If you have said something and not lived up to that promise, that's another way that you're going to just lose trust with your staff. And if it happens once, that's totally fine. But if it starts happening over and over again that's when you really start to lose the trust and your capability of achieving anything within the role. so again making sure that when you promise something you actually follow through with what you're saying self-confidence will come from yourself and showing them that you have self-confidence as well as making them feel like they also have a voice they don't want to say something to you and you use it against them or make fun of them or share that information with someone that you weren't supposed to share that information with and that's just how you're going to be losing trust another topic that could really help motivate and build the trust of your employees is passing along important information when someone is telling you something and you are It's very important to them. Make sure you're still their voice. And this goes for the same thing that I was saying earlier in the podcast that if there's something that you need to address to management regarding this employee that they're giving you the responsibility to take the lead on, take that responsibility and speak for them. If they deserve something or they need an explanation or they need more information regarding something, you are their coach, you are their leader, and you are their voice. So I feel that's so important that when they do ask you a question or need information, whether it's a raise or just a simple question as to what are the expectations of the job, you really truly need to put that on your back and take it and find that information for that person. I always strive, and I say this all the time, that If my employees need something I will fight for it and if they want something and if it's gonna make them happy I will do everything I can to make that happen for them and I'm not saying it's going to be immediate because money doesn't grow on trees or resources don't grow on trees and most of the resources cost money but with that being said it doesn't mean that you can't set goals to make sure that both parties are meeting 50-50 So making sure they're going to be able to achieve those goals, but also meet their career growth goals as well. Okay, so I'm going to try every podcast to end it off with a questions area. And I know this was a little bit of a short of a podcast, but I wanted to make sure that my introduction and my theme was very bold and that you were able to understand a little bit of what the podcasts are going to be like. So if you have any questions that you want to share with me, please DM me on Instagram at leaderinredpodcast and feel free to ask me any questions that you want to be answered and I'll be sure to add them into one of the next upcoming podcasts. Okay, so I did get a couple questions that want to be answered. So the first one is, I've noticed that everyone is not motivated by earning a raise or a bonus. What other ways can I motivate my staff by not spending money? And sometimes this could be something as simple as some of the topics that I talked about earlier in the podcast, but to be honest, all they truly want is career growth and goals, especially with the new millennials and the different generations coming into the workforce right now. They want goals and they want career growth. It doesn't matter whether they work at a pizza shop or they work at a lawyer's office, They want to make sure that they're going to have their goals met on a daily basis. So what I usually recommend is I sit down with my staff members every quarter, every six months, depending on what they pick their goals as, but I get them to pick three goals. And that goal could be a week from now, two weeks from now, a month, six months, a year. It doesn't matter. They pick three goals that they would like to achieve at the end of that quarter or six months, I go over those goals with them and I find out why they didn't meet those goals or do they need any resources to complete those goals and maybe it was my fault that they didn't complete those goals. So I really like to do that with them so that way they can see a career growth and they are achieving the goals that they wanna achieve in their career. Okay, and I think that wraps up this podcast. I want to thank you all for your time, and I really appreciate it if you made it this far. And again, any constructive criticism that you can send my way, please just DM me. I really appreciate it, and I'll see you in the next one.